for the most entertaining talk anywhere. Stay tuned to LA Talk Radio, your real talk station. Your 24 hours of commercial-free programming. The Green Room is brought to you today by LegalZoom.com, the leader in self-help legal documents. Be sure to use referral code GREEN at, to get a discount at checkout. And now, live from Studio City, California, the host of The Green Room, Sean Green! Alright, I'm here. We're doing it live on LA Talk Radio. I am, of course, your host, Sean Green. We're doing it live, obviously, LA Talk Radio. Feel free to give us a call, 323-203-0815. Welcome to the green room. And uh, welcome you, Logan. Logan, uh, thank you for showing up today. No problem. I'm not sure if uh, everyone listened to the last uh, show, but uh, Logan Logan was unable to make it. And uh, I kind of lost my cool at some points. Um, you know, I was, I, was, uh, I, was, I was fairly angry, but uh, I've worked through it. Uh, Logan, do you have some uh, words you'd like to share with the audience? Yes. Um... I I didn't show up for last week's show. It was a real douche move. Uh, I offered, of course, to pay for last week's show, but Sean said, you know what, man? That's cool. You don't have to do that. <laughs> but what I do want you to do is write an apology to the audience. I think that's fair. The audience, because, the audience is who was let down, Logan. Well, that's more humiliating, too. So Exactly. Oh, and speaking of humiliating, um, there's this rapper named Logan who has a song <laughs> that uh, we're going to be hearing a lot of. So, uh, 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 this is Logan's right. theme song. Should I apologize over this track? Uh, yeah, that's, that's what I had in mind. I'm going to show you why they call me that. Sean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I worked 60 hours and then slept through your show that I volunteer for. I want to apologize to the audience, Casey, Ryan, Sean's dad. I'm really sorry. I feel awful. I felt especially awful when Sean told me to go fuck myself at the end of last week's show. I hope you can forgive me. Go fuck yourself. All right. That was, uh, I like that apology, Logan. I appreciate that. <laughs> no problem. Um, entertaining. Well, right. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. I appreciate the effort. I, I lost my cool. A lot of things were said in the heat of the moment. But uh, even though your apology was kind of uh, sarcastic, I still, I still very much appreciate it. Logan, we got some, uh, let's move on. We got some chicks coming in. Are you excited, Logan? I am very excited. We're going to try to get you laid, man. That's that's going to be oh, the mission. Oh, snap. Is that what's going on here? That's going to be the mission of uh, today's show. Oh, I, th- no. I figure these actresses come in. Starving actresses. Yeah, that's com. the name of the website they're promoting, starvingactresses.com. They have oh, a, am I starting to realize what's going on here? They have a swimsuit calendar. <laughs> they're starving for Logan. Um, they have a swimsuit calendar they're coming on to promote. So I figure they consider themselves actresses. Um I'm going to have them try to do a scene with you, perhaps a first date. We'll see how the chemistry is. What do you think, Logan? <laughs> Sounds good. All right. That's what I like to hear. How's your week been, Logan? It's been great. Just doing extra work, which is actually, it's not great. It's pretty boring, but it's fun. It's yeah. better than working in an office, I guess. Right. Exactly. I work in an office. It's uh, It's got awful, to be honest. I um, 
I got to I got to confess right now. Poss- this is very embarrassing. Uh, it's gotten to the point of my job. It's such a repetitive, typing heavy job that now I have to have a wrist guard. That's right. I have a wrist guard because I'm developing carpal tunnel syndrome. That's that's a great oh, man. It's a great revelation in my life. <laughs> I'm so repetitively just typing these same orders over and over again that I require a wrist guard. I look like some queer rollerblader from the early 90s without the hypercolor wheels or anything cool to go with it. Just say, hey, look at me, strapping. I just feel like such a tool, strapping on my wrist guard, get ready to do some typing. <laughs> I really just look at myself in the reflection of the monitor and just, Sean, you used to be cool. You used to have mojo. You used to have heart. You used to say, fuck you to the man. But now I'm saying, oh, hey, health benefits? All right, man, I'll show up. So really, speaking of health benefits, I actually had to go to the doctor I had to go to the doctor for uh, – I, I had skin cancer. I went to the dermatologist. I go to the dermatologist for a yearly checkup. Uh, first off, I walk in there. They say they say uh, the appointment's 8.30. You get there at 8.30. Oh, sorry, the doctor. She's not here till 9 o'clock. I don't know why you would schedule the appointment for 8.30. I get into the, the, the back room of the dermatologist's office. And a cute little uh, girl leads me in back um, to this back to the examining room. She brings me in there, and she goes to me, "All right, so uh, yeah, get dre- get undressed. Would you like a robe or would you like boxers? I don't know. I felt I feel like that's weird. I feel like they should tell me whether to wear a robe or to just wear my boxers because it puts me in the awkward position of, <laughs> oh hey." If I say boxers, it's like, oh, yeah, I'm trying to show off for this dermatologist. If I say gown, it's humiliating. <laughs> like, oh, my God, I'm so ashamed of my body. I need a gown. So I just I just went with boxers. I said, fuck it. I'm confident. I'll wear boxers. Took my clothes off. And then I realized, oh, my God, maybe I should have went the robe when I get down to my uh, boxers, and it's the Grinch stole Christmas boxers, <laughs> which when you're getting examined by a hot dermatologist is... It's not a turn-on for the ladies. I can't imagine a Grinch that's still Christmas boxers is getting any chicks turned on. Well, you never know. Well, I i mean, nothing happened. She wasn't... Uh. I mean, not that I, ex- not that I had any <laughs> expectations, but it is weird as a guy, any situation you're putting with a hot chick, you feel like, oh, should I, should I be closing the deal here? Yeah. Especially with all yeah. my clothes off. <laughs> I've imagined this so many times, and I know how it ends in my... You imagine me getting uh, examined at the dermatologist? All the time. (laughs) Seriously. Oh. What? (laughs) Logan Logan daydreaming about me at the dermatologist. Oh, she looked me over. She looked me over. uh, No no cancer small, so I will uh, live to see another day, assuming that everything else goes goes all right. (laughs) That's good to hear. So you've been keeping up with the news, Logan? Man, we got a lot going on here. I'm going to play some clips. Oh, yeah. Oh, geez. Barack Where'd Obama. All right. Doing stuff. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Logan, you are up to date on the headlines. <laughs> Barack Obama doing stuff. Damn, See, I, I didn't bring a clip for that. I'm sorry, Logan. Well, a close second. Actually, this guy's nothing like Barack Obama. But Chris Brown, I don't know if you guys caught this. Chris Brown finally, finally got around to apologizing. Hi, I'm Chris Brown. I just love that intro, first off. Hi, I'm Chris Brown. Since February, my attorney has advised me not to speak out, even though ever since the incident, I wanted to publicly express my deepest regret and accept full responsibility. Although I would do some interviews and answer some questions in the future, I felt it was time that you heard directly from me that I am sorry. 
I am. I'm, I'm glad I heard it directly from Chris Brown. I have tried to live my life in a way which can make those around me proud of me. And until recently, I think I was doing a pretty good job. I love how he's, oh God. Love how he's to still, where it turns, still congratulate himself. All right, guys, I was doing a pretty good job. We saw the hits. Oh, my God. I'm talking about the music hits, obviously. I wish I had the chance to live those few moments again. But unfortunately, few moments? I saw the pictures of her. It was more than a few moments. You can't just beat the shit out of someone in a few moments. Fortunately, I can't. I cannot go into what happened, and most importantly, I'm not going to sit here and make... I love, I love how he acts like his, his... My hands are tied with this legal case. I, I can't go into it. ...make any excuses. I take great pride in me being able to exercise self-control, and what I did was inexcusable. I am very sad and very ashamed of what... Oh, he's sad. <laughs> very sad, actually. He's very sad. Oh. <laughs> i done. My mother and my spiritual teachers have taught me way better than... How could you get more vague? Spiritual teachers? <laughs> What, is he afraid to commit to one religion that he's acting like he's going to practice? Oh, my spiritual teachers. That'd be awesome on your resume. Oh, yeah. Uh, what do you do for a living? Oh, I'm Chris Brown's spiritual teacher. <laughs> yeah, I, I inspire him spiritually. I have told Rihanna countless times, and I'm telling you today. I just, <laughs> Wait, hold on. We gotta, that sounded angry a little yeah, bit. Yeah, we, we got to play this again. I told her that bit. But just listen. Listen to how he says this. I told Rihanna countless times, and I'm telling you today that I'm truly, truly sorry, and that I wasn't able to tell you today that I'm truly, truly sorry, and that I wasn't able to handle this thing you today that I'm truly, truly sorry, and that I wasn't able to handle the situation both differently and better. Sorry. I, gotta, I just got to hear that one more time where he says, I told Rihanna. I'm truly, truly sorry, and that I wasn't able to handle the situation both. Oh, sorry about that. I have told Rihanna countless times, and I'm telling you today that I'm I truly, told truly Rihanna sorry, countless and that times. I wasn't able to handle the situation. It's funny that he probably used the same phrase while beating her and during the apology. <laughs> I've told you countless times. I flinched. <laughs> Logan actually did. His head snapped back. Both differently and better. I recognize that I... I love how he had to clarify, both differently and better. As if we were confused. Oh, we thought you wanted to handle it differently, but much, much worse. Thank you. I've truly been blessed. I've been blessed with a wonderful family, wonderful friends and fans. God has been generous in giving me the ability which has brought me fame. God has... He's been generous. This is where you got to do. You always got to tie God in. Fortune. I've done a lot of soul searching, and over the past several months, I've talked with my men... I think that's my problem. I don't do enough soul searching. Mister and my mother. Logan, and I spent a lot of time searching? trying to understand what happened and why. He's trying to understand and what, what happened and why. Well, guys, I can't, spiritual teachers, I can't make sense of this. <laughs> I need to search my soul. Why did I beat the shit out of this chick? I've let a lot of people down, and I realize that, and no one is more disappointed in me than I am. Oh, d Chris, don't beat, <laughs> don't beat yourself up, too. First Rihanna, now you're beating yourself up? Oh, come on. Don't be so hard on yourself. You, pro As you probably came from a, a family where that was commonplace. Any of you know, I grew up in a home where there was domestic violence. <laughs> and I saw firsthand what uncontrolled rage could do. I saw it and I'm continuing to seek help to ensure that what occurred in February can never happen again. And as I sit here today, I can tell you that I will do everything in my power to make sure that it never happens again. And I promise that. I love how he says he's going to do everything in his power as if it's out of his control. <laughs> I know. You control your actions, it's Chris you. Brown. It's yourself you're trying to control right now. Logan, I'm going to do everything <laughs> I can to 
should not play this uh, Logan clip right now. I'm gonna do every. Oh, oh my god. Oh, I couldn't control. Oh my god. I tried. Did everything in your power. I talked to my spiritual teachers. I tried to control myself, but it was out of my hands. What I did was unacceptable, 100%. I can only ask and pray that you forgive me, please. Let me ask you this. <laughs> I hope that others learn from my mistake. Uh, I intend I to live my life so that I'm truly worthy of the term role model. Thank you. Wait, what did he say at the end? He wants to be truly worthy of the term role model. Please. Oh, that's sure I hope that others learn from my mistake. I intend to live my life so that I'm truly worthy of the term role model. He's truly worthy of it, Logan. Truly worthy. I gotta be honest. How did he become <laughs> a role model to begin with? What about yeah, Chris Brown? Oh, oh, son, I want you to grow up like Chris Brown. I look up to Chris. Young kids look up to Chris <laughs> Brown. Really? Are kids that stupid? I understand. I understand. I don't get the music. I get that. But do you really look up to Chris Brown? Jay Z, maybe. Jermaine Dupri, perhaps. <laughs> I don't know about Jermaine Dupri either. Oh, sorry. Jermaine Dupree's just on my mind. Did you see that video of uh, the night when Pac-Man Jones shot up the strip club or his, his uh, friends allegedly shot up the strip club and the guy got paralyzed? No. Was that a recent video? No, that was that was a few years ago. Um, his One of his crew members were involved in the shooting outside of the Las Vegas strip club. Someone ended up getting paralyzed. Pac-Man Jones was, of course, out of the NFL for a year. Um but they just released uh, footage of inside the strip club that night, and Jermaine Dupree is there at the <laughs> DJ booth. And I guess what happened was they were making it rain. They were throwing dollar bills everywhere, making it rain. And then these stripper chicks, they were just all going nuts, picking up the dollar bills, not dancing. And then Jermaine <laughs> Dupree grabs the mic. He's like, yo, yo, don't, don't stop dancing. Don't, don't worry about your money. You stop dancing when we tell you to stop dancing. <laughs> I just love that he's he wow. thought he thought he could tell the strippers not to worry about money. I told you. <laughs> yeah. He's like Chris Brown. I told you. Man. <laughs> but that's crazy. I mean, that's crazy that Pac-Man Jones was only out of the league for one year. A guy ends up getting paralyzed. Meanwhile, Michael Vick, mean to some dogs, he's out for two years plus. And they're still worried about not putting him back in the league. Really? Is that the kind of message we want to send to society? Dante Stallworth did 24 days in jail. He ran over a human being, but he got off because the guy was crossing illegally. What does that say about our society? Oh, oh, uh, Michael Vick, maybe if you were fighting jaywalking immigrants, then you would have been fine. You would have been like, Bo, but these pets, man, they don't know better. They're dogs. Exactly. They're worth more than people. Exactly. Well... While we're on the uh, topic of making fun of celebrity clips, Logan, let's just let's just really stick it to him. This is, uh, God, I never realized how insanely entertaining Joe Jackson was until Michael Jackson passed away. <laughs> Michael Jackson was the original king of pop, but after listening to some of these clips, I I say Joe Jackson's nipping at his heels. This is Larry King, him being interviewed on Larry King. I did not any edit any of this, so if Larry King seems really odd, uh, that's just Larry King. Do you, uh, what do you say about all these things that have been said over the years that you harmed Michael as a child? Oh, that's a bunch of bull s. That's a bunch <laughs> of bull s. Straighten me out. <laughs> I just love Larry King asking to be, str- asked to be straightened me that's out. That's not true. 
You never have, physically harmed him? Never. Never have. And, and I, I raised him just like you would raise your kids. You know? I love how he says to Larry King, I would raise him just like you would raise your kids. As if Larry King is any sort of ideal father. Larry King has eight. had a new kid, dude. Yeah, he's, he's like 100 years he's old. He's 72 years old. He's having another kid. He's had six wives. <laughs> oh, I'm just raising my kids like a normal father would like yourself, like Larry, Larry King. King. <laughs> <laughs> no, but harm Michael for what? I have no reason. That's my son. I loved him. Harm Michael for what? As if, as if, if it was justified. That's oh, okay. A, yeah, that's a weird. Oh, good point. Yeah. For <laughs> what? I never thought of that. I didn't make no mistakes, Larry. Wait. Whoa. Did you hear that? Let's just listen to that one more time. The irony is overwhelming. I love it. I didn't make no mistakes, Larry. <laughs> my daddy, I didn't, my, I didn't listen, make, listen, listen. I didn't make no mistakes, Larry. I love how he's making a mistake as he's saying he's never made any mistakes. But, and, and Joe Jackson, you're setting the bar insanely high to say you've made, I didn't make no mistakes as a child or as a father. I'm sure you made some mistakes. Even great fathers, they make some mistakes. Oh, my gosh. And I still love him. I didn't make no mistakes, Larry. My well, why did he say my, that listen, listen, listen now. You got to understand me. Don't cut me off here, Larry. <laughs> Michael had claims that uh, he had a dull life. Michael never had a, He had his own brothers and sisters to play with. So when he, when he, when he didn't, he... What, uh, that, that makes no sense. He had his own brothers and sisters to play with. <laughs> Well, that makes up for anything. One say that you were physically, emotionally abusive to him. Yeah, the media keep hollering about saying that I beat. Because can we use the media? I all right. I understand sometimes that the media is an appropriate scapegoat. Scapegoat, but Jesus Christ, that's not true. You know what is beating started? Beating started in the slavery days. Beating started in the slavery days. Okay. Point. Point. Oh, all right. <laughs> let's let's try to use white guilt to get out of me um, abusing my child. Really, that's that's a great angle to take, Joke Jack. Yes, because your ancestors were taken over hundreds of years ago. That was the real beating. What Michael got? Oh, that was nothing. That was just him being a the good father. The media keeps hollering about the saying that for and God, could you sound more inarticulate? The media keeps hollering to about. Doom. Uh, the media keep hollering about the saying that I beat my son. That's not true. You know what is beating started? Beating started in the slavery days. They used to beat the slaves. <laughs> they didn't ask what was the origin of beating. They asked, did you beat your son, Michael Jackson? <laughs> they didn't ask, could you please give us the history on physical abuse? Well, it started exactly when colonial Europeans uh, took slaves over to America. And then they used to torture them. That's what his beating started. The <laughs> oh, okay. The media was confused. That's you what it was. Yeah, these uh, slave that masters. <laughs> That's what I- the media was confused. They they heard beating, and what Michael was talking about was slavery. <laughs> not having you as an awful father. Come from, but hey, there's a lot of people in America, Larry. A lot of people in America spank the kids. You know, they if they say they don't, they're lying. <laughs> I love how he just—I love how he just indicts awesome. everyone else in America. There's a, there's a lot of people that that spank their kids, and if they say they don't, they lies. <laughs> people in America, Larry. A lot of people in America spank their kids. You know, they, if they say they don't, they're lying. <laughs> they're lying. And Michael was you, never beaten by me. Never. Be- Michael was never beaten. Never beaten by me. Yeah, at all. You're on record. <laughs> I love how Larry You're King finishes off. You're on record. You're on record. We can hold you that. We can hold you to that. We will. We'll do that. All right, Logan. Wow. 
What a show we have. Uh, we have two guests coming in. Uh, hopefully they don't flake out. Two, uh, two lovely actresses <laughs> from starvingactresses.com. I'm going to play a quick commercial here, and we'll, we'll, have them, uh, we'll have them up after the break sometime. All right. Logan. Hey. A lot of people think sure? football season's coming up. But I'll tell you what's coming up. Savings in the legal game. Wow. That's right. That's right, Logan. Wouldn't it be nice to have someone on your sideline when you're going up? It sure when you're would. when you're just like an NFL playbook, legal matters, they can be complex, am I right? You, you don't know. Correct. You, you need some help. Sure, you you know how to you know how to do a halfback sweep. You know how to you know how to call a shotgun pass, but maybe you need some help. And just like in the football world, you can get help from a coach. In the legal world, you can get help from LegalZoom.com. That's right. LegalZoom's not a law firm. They're not going to do everything for you. What they are is a, a self-help legal service. You know, basically, they help you help yourself. They're like God. You know, that's what they say about God. <laughs> if you pray to God, God helps those who help themselves. And that's what LegalZoom does. And for these prices, they may as well be God. A corporation <laughs> costs just $139. Oh, okay, Logan, the chicks are calling. Here. Take my phone and go take care of that. I'll run the show. Sweet. Chicks are coming in. All right. And you know what chicks love? They love money. They love saving it, too, right? Left and right. They love saving money. So if they were going to get a trademark, they'd only have to pay $169 plus the government fee. If they wanted a they wanted a copyright, it's just $104 plus the government fee. It's amazing the deals that are going on at LegalZoom.com. July is Independence Month at LegalZoom. They want you to get independent. They want you to break free. Like the slaves broke free that um, Joe Jackson had to somehow mention. You can break free of the shackles of high-priced attorneys with LegalZoom.com. Make sure you enter green in the referral code to let your buddy Sean Green save you. Some green. All right. Well, I'm back. Uh, Logan's out there uh, getting some uh, getting some chicks, talking to some ladies out there. Uh, we'll talk about this real quick uh, before they get in. I don't know if you guys heard this, but this is fresh off the wire sports news. I was just playing the NFL primetime theme. This NFL start, he's in a bit of hot water. He's a Super Bowl winning quarterback. And now he's accused of rape. The quarterback is Ben Roethlisberger of the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the woman accusing him is an employee at a casino in Nevada. She claims Roethlisberger lured her into his hotel room at the casino where she worked about a year ago and sexually assaulted her. She's suing Roethlisberger. I, I, something doesn't add up that Ben Roethlisberger can lure a woman in. Super Bowl MVP luring in a cocktail waitress. And eight other people. And we should note, this is a civil case. No criminal charges have been filed against Roethlisberger or anyone else. He's one of the highest profile players in the NFL right now after leading the Steelers to a Super Bowl win earlier this year. But these charges, true or not, could seriously tarnish his image. Well, i got to be honest. I think Ben Roethlisberger is guilty of rape because I know he raped me personally out of $300 eight months ago during the Super Bowl. So I think he's very capable of these actions. Obviously, I'm just kidding. I did have the Cardinals plus seven at some point, but I also did have Cardinals money line. So he did, 
he did fuck me out of some money. I, I won't hold that against him. But this woman, this woman, if you're not familiar with the case, she waited an entire year to file these charges. An entire year. I, now I've never been raped. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. I'm not gonna say, "Oh yeah, I know how to deal with a rape case." I don't. I gotta be honest. I just don't. But something tells me if that's on your to-do list, you get to it before a year. All right, the ladies are here. Welcome, guys. Hi. Thanks for coming. Thank you. All right, we're on the air. Woo-hoo. Yeah. Yeah, put your uh, put your cans on there. That's what we call them Can, in the business. Yes, so exactly. that's what they're called. <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks, Logan. All right, well, uh, I'd like to welcome to the studio Catherine Mangan. Did I pronounce that right? Catherine Mangan, that's Catherine right. Mangan, all right, and Sean Serino. Thank you guys for coming into the studio. Thank no you for problem. having us. Oh, no problem. First off, Sean, you spell your name the same way I do, which makes me feel kind of effeminate now. <laughs> oh, no, don't feel that way. All right, it's, I will It's a universal name these days. Yeah, it is. So uh, you guys are both actresses. You're both here. Um, you're here to talk about starvingactress.com. And yeah. I'm guess Catherine, um, this is your invention, right? This is all me, yeah. Um, I think if you sit in traffic long enough in L.A., you have to come up with something fun to do with your time. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so starving actresses came out of my time in traffic. How exciting. Okay. <laughs> so you're sitting in traffic, um, just letting just the time think, go by. and beautiful girls. <laughs> oh, yeah. Same here. But uh, I, usually don't, I usually don't think of designing a calendar about it. Uh, I usually just go home and, I don't know, take care of things. But oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Now, Catherine. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you, you have no idea. Um, Catherine, you said, now, what exa- starving actresses, is, is, this is a swimsuit calendar. Oh, yeah, sorry, just move up to the mic a little okay. bit. This is a swimsuit calendar, and explain, explain the concept to people who aren't familiar with this idea of uh, your unique twist on the swimsuit calendar. Um, well, it was very important to me to have something that was, um, that was different, that we could put out there, that we could be proud of, um, where all of my girlfriends that are acting could um, put something out there where they felt sexy, but at the same time classy, and it was something that they, you know wanted to show their parents and show exactly. their, their managers. And Dad, their look what I did. <laughs> um, so something that I've always, uh, that I've, I, I, you know, when you're an actress, you always look back to the, the old iconic beauties. And I just had so many visions of these old films in my head. Um, so each and every one of the girls is uh, portraying an old not an old actress, but an actress from. <laughs> I love. I love how, you, as an actress, you won't, any even, actresses. you won't even describe another actress as old. Oh, I would never. Please, um, mature actresses. What kind of now? What kind of films are you taking iconic scenes from? Um, well, I, let's see. The first one I can think of is, um, I guess, when we think of bathing suits, we always think of Bo Derek and Ten. Okay, That's one of the I was famous ones. See, I was thinking um, Fast Times at Ridgemount High, and oh, yeah. uh, oh you guys are doing that we one. Got that one. Oh, awesome! <laughs> and what about Wild Things? Wild Things, no. Oh, that, Jesus! That did come up. That did, oh, nice. Maybe for next year. Um, okay. Yeah. That, seem, that seems insanely <laughs> hot. excited about that one. <laughs> so the, the, the premise is you take a, uh, a popular scene in a movie, an iconic scene as you describe it, you pose the girl as kind of that character yep. in that scene yep. and for each month. Yes, we have, uh, we have an amazing photographer. His name's Mason Foster. And um, when I told Mason about my, about my 
vision. He was just really excited, of course, that he got to work with 12 beautiful girls yeah, exactly. and shoot them. Um, but he was amazing. He did his research, looked up the films and the scenes that I was interested in. And so he really brought some context to the yeah, project. absolutely. Now, Sean, how did, you, how did you hear about this? Did you know Catherine before? How did you get involved? Yes, uh, Catherine and I were friends, or uh, still are friends. Until <laughs> the calendar comes out. Oh, you yeah. didn't use the right light, <laughs> god damn it! Um, she asked me if I would be a part of it, because I am another um, struggling actress in L.A., and um, it would be mutually beneficial. And, of course, it's also for charity, so I was like, sure, like, didn't even... Didn't even cross me. You're like, hey, mm, yeah, friend in need, friend indeed. Okay, now, you say the, the proceeds are going to benefit uh, the Downtown Women's Center. Yes. Explain to us, that's a charity, and how to, what kind of charity is that? Um, it's, it's actually, it's a, a, exactly what it sounds like. It's the Downtown Women's Center. It's in downtown L.A., and we figured um, if we're going to be uh, helping ourselves out and helping our careers out, um, that... We should really look into um, getting into the community more, and this this um, nonprofit is absolutely amazing. Um, they have all of this interactive stuff. I think it's an amazing place to volunteer. I'm just okay. So what's their what's uh, I'm sorry. What's the goal of the charity? What do, what who do they help out specifically? They, um, just women in general? Yep, homeless women um, downtown in the Los oh, Angeles okay. area. Um, it's a very uh, creative environment. They they have. They cook for them. They have housing, um, and it's just something that we really wanted to get involved with. Wow, that's very uh, that's very nice of you. Now let's let's uh, you guys are actresses, very beautiful. Sean, how did you how did you get started as an actress? I'm looking at your resume. You've done some uh, independent film work. Yeah, it's an independent film of um, also some big budget film, but much smaller parts. <laughs> Not big budget, but you know whatever. Um, not whatever. Okay. <laughs> Hype it up. Sell yourself. This is Hollywood, Sean. This is come on. You gotta. You gotta have your. You gotta. You gotta upsell yourself at all. You're a beautiful lady. I'm assuming very talented. So I'll be in the next uh, Quentin Tarantino movie. Um, Rich, really awesome. Lead, so oh, awesome. Yeah. I heard that guy does good shit. Alongside, yeah, he, he's pretty good. Um, okay. Anyway, I've been an actress since I was a kid. Um, always took classes. I was a theater major at Northwestern. Um, and then I lived in New York. Theater, now, theater major in Northwestern. How, so that's Chicago, right? Right. Now, how was how was the theater program in Chicago? Well, the theater um, Northwestern is known for their theater program. That's one of the reasons I picked uh, to go there. Um, it's really, really, really known for musical theater, but the theater department in general. Um, it's not a conservatory, but it's like just one step, you know, away from that, basically. So it's really highly regarded. It's really good. Cool. Okay, so you went there for you went there for acting in college. Where was your next step? Then I um, moved ho- uh, moved moved home for a little bit, but then I moved to New York, and uh, I didn't. I auditioned a little bit, but I really didn't. wasn't too focused over there. Didn't do as much as I could. What now. were you What were you getting to do in New York? Ah, uh, you know, I was, beautiful woman. Exactly. Were you just out there? I was kind of like, <laughs> partying a little hard. Exactly. I was doing all that. Getting a little booger sugar. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. Again, All right. we don't I, know what you're talking about. I was, I was just being young and having fun and loving being in New York for the first time. So yeah. It was great, but I just, like, it's totally different from um, my lifestyle here. Yeah, bars are open till 4 a.m. Yeah, exactly. New York people, you know, they think, oh, L.A. is a crazy party scene. No, New York parties, I think, much harder. Oh, yeah. 
Definitely, and people always come here and complain about the bars closing at two. Yeah, they close at <laughs> two, and then even at like one fifteen, they're trying to shoo you out. Exactly, people go out for like an hour here. It's really kind of strange. Um, but I work in bars and restaurants, so I kind of like it because I'm overworking till five in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so now, you, starving actress, do you have a do you have a day job now that you said that kind of helps you get through? Well, I t- right now I'm not really I'm in between for the summer, but I di- I generally bartend. At various trendy clubs, restaurants, bars in LA. Any any stories of running into you know big time celebrities or anything? Um, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah let it let it loose. They they're not listening to the program. Did I have any like ru- like run in run ins or anything interesting that someone outside of LA was like? Oh my God, you served a rum and coke to this person? Oh, I actually I was the um a, a server a cocktail server for um. Penelope Cruz hosted a party, a private party with just ten people, and the ten it was for Pedro Almodovar, the director, and so it was Penelope Cruz, Pedro Almodovar, Orlando Bloom, Antonio Banderas, Wow, um, Melanie Griffith, and so not, not a real good looking crew, all in one room together, and they were all super nice, and the only one who was kind of a douche was Zach Braff. <laughs> Zach Braff was a douche. Oh, that's so disappointing. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. As a as a guy who's not nearly as attractive as Zach Braff, I love hearing when really good looking famous guys are assholes. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why. I take Is personal. Really good looking? I don't know. I mean, chicks say he's good looking. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you're not winning. Anymore. You're winning points left and right. If Zach Braff is not your type, I know a lot of guys uh, that you might be interested. You might want to bleep that one out though, because I am in business. So oh, okay. Be talking bad All about right. him. I think he's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> now, Catherine, how'd you get started in the? Uh, how'd you get started in this nefarious world of actressing? Um, let's see. I uh, my mom always wanted to do theater and didn't want to go on stage by herself. So when I was really young, she she dragged me on stage. Um, and I moved to Orlando when I was, like, 11. So, not like 11, when I was 11. Okay. <laughs> and um, I uh, went to a performing arts high school. Um, performing? How was that, a performing arts high school? That I've always wondered what that I did, too. Like. <laughs> Describe it, it, that experience to the listeners at home who went to just a, a normal <laughs> public or private school. <laughs> Um, well, it was a magnet school, so it was a public school, but we had a special theater program. Okay. Um, and it was pretty amazing because we, uh, it's like getting to take electives for all four years of I imagine, school. I imagine you didn't, you didn't learn a lot in math or... <laughs> uh, I, I can't say that, um... Well, fuck math, let's be honest. Yeah, you don't need math. I mean, who Seriously. needs it? What were, the, <laughs> what were the guys like at this performing high school? <laughs> um, hmm... They were Were they like acting jocks? Like very good singers, <laughs> like really good actors. Yeah, like act, on the act, shitty actors. Acting studs. I imagine uh, you had yeah. a date outside of the high school, or um, outside of the program. <laughs> uh, Joey Fatone, Wayne Brady. Wow, um, they all came out of our our high school. Um, That's exciting. So very exciting. <laughs> the Rock. The Rock went to my high school. Ooh, wow! Yeah. I saw him at the Ivy one night, one afternoon. Yeah, I met the. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. If you want to talk rock hotness, I got some stories for you. I actually met the Rock when I was uh, 13 years old. This is kind of embarrassing, but I went to this city fair, the Allentown City Fair. I'm from the Allentown area. That's where he went to high school. Allentown, he, Pennsylvania. Yeah. I'm from Scranton originally. All right. Yeah. Wow. Small world. Mm-hmm. You, you are. You're, you're very attractive to come from Scranton. I gotta be honest. <laughs> that just threw me for a second because I've been to Scranton and it's it's coal mines it and 
and co-workers. Yeah. Um, all right, so yeah, real quick. I, I met The Rock. I uh, It was at this wrestling event, and I got backstage somehow, and I went up to him, and I go, Hey, Rock. Rock, I went to Freedom High School. That's where you went. And he goes, Oh, wow. He goes, Awesome. While you're there, lay the smack down. I was like, All right. And then I took a sniff, and I go, I smell what you're cooking, Rock. And then he just... <laughs> Bust out laughing. He really enjoyed that line. Oh, good. So, you nice. made a real impression. Yeah, you know, I hobnob with uh, celebrities left and right. In Allentown. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> now, Catherine, you said uh, you said you Wayne Brady was an alumni. I see also that you worked here. You played Janet on the show Keenan and Kel. I did. Oh. So my high school was right across the street from Universal Studios. Um so when Nickelodeon actually still um, was active at Universal in Orlando, yeah, I got to play the nerd in Keenan and Kel's class. Nice. <laughs> How was that? Can you do? Can you do a couple lines? What was your character like? Oh, I got it. She was obnoxious. I don't even remember what I said, <laughs> but I do remember that I was the nerd that always had to wear really short skirts. So I was never really sure about why why, why I had cool. They were clothes. going. Yeah. It was kind of an odd take for a nerd. Oh, you're the. Um, the sexy nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Do people recognize that when you're 15? I guess. Uh, I, I would imagine maybe creepy guys watching Keenan and Kel, perhaps. They may what stumble on. Kel, by the way. I don't know. Keenan got on Saturday night. Kel. So wonderful. Kel. Kel, if you're out there, I love you. <laughs> you should drink some orange soda. Kel's at home right now you. drinking. I love orange soda. Drinking, listening to the show. Call me. Call Catherine. Now, Catherine, you also worked in Monster. That was a that was a really big movie. I did. Yeah, I I um, like I said to you in some of my emails, I I can't believe the Academy overlooked me in my couple of scenes. Um, no, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're a I, bunch of assholes. I gotta be honest. <laughs> well, yeah, uh, they came to uh, Patty Jenkins, the director. I I got to meet her and really hit it off with her. Um, she's amazing, and they filmed uh, mostly in Daytona and Orlando, and so they had to hire some local talent. So I, I did. I got to have a couple scenes with Christina Ricci. Nice. Originally, in the script, I was supposed to make out with her, so I would have. Oh man, what happened girl to that? Making out with oh, Christina. <laughs> I'm pretty bummed that got cut. Really? But, um, but see, that would have been a breakthrough scene. Is that something <laughs> they had to come to you before and were like, "Hey, this is what the the role calls for. Are you okay with this?" Or do you get the script and you're like, "Oh, I have to make out with." Some- uh, let's what see. was your take on, or are, or do you like making out with chicks? <laughs> well, it's it's Christina Ricci. I, mean, I love how they both. <laughs> oh man, that was in, that was a nice moment. They just both looked at each other, raised the eyebrows, and were like, eh? <laughs> maybe we'll maybe we'll get to see that uh, that Nev uh, that Nev Campbell Wild things reenactment. Right. Mm-hmm. So, what was your take when you saw that you were gonna have to make out with her? Um, oh, I was I was thinking that I was going to go down in history. I was I was super excited. I mean, it's Christina Ricci. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. See, I feel like especially with hot chicks, there's this level of oh, I'm not I'm not a lesbian. I I'm I'm into guys. But then there's like oh, okay, other hot chicks. Oh yeah, well yeah, as long as I look good, making out with another hot chick. As long as they're hot. Exactly. Right. It's all about being hot. That's a. <laughs> oh my god. So I sound we like sound awesome. I sound like I sound like Paris Hilton. That's hot. That's hot. Um, yeah, so, so yes, yeah, sadly, my makeout team with Christina Ricci was cut out. Um, oh, that's, we, that's we a We can all shame. still dream. But, um, yeah, that was a really great experience. Um, so then how'd you, how'd you come out to L.A. from Orlando? When did you decide, Mom, goodbye Orlando, goodbye Universal Studios, I'm, I'm hitting the big time, I'm going to L.A.? Uh, you know, I think the turning point was I, I just needed a good kick in the pants. And um, when Charlize won the Oscar, it was it was super exciting for the little girl from Orlando and I oh yeah why wouldn't my, it be my bag and my little car and drove out here so 
I'm glad. I'm how, here. how long have you been out here? Uh, five years now. It's been that long since it. Wow. Time yeah. Now, Sean, when did you when did you decide to make the move out to LA? You said you had been in New York. Mm-hmm. Things weren't really happening happening for you acting wise. What what decided or what happened in your mind that you were like, all right, I got to step this up. I got to bring it to the next level. Well, um, like I was in New York after 9-11 and I was kind of like I had to leave because it was just too hard to make ends meet. Um, And when I was leaving New York, it was just I knew I was going to go to L.A. It was just the next logical place because as an actor, there's really no other place that you can go. Yeah, it's pretty much New York or L.A. Yeah, and I pretty – my mom – you know your mom's always right. Um, (laughs) And I hate to admit it like years later, but she told – she always told me to go to L.A. right away after college and I didn't listen to her. But. You're like, Mom, what do you know? I'm going to New York. <laughs> and I have, I've done a lot more out here than I did in New York, but I think that was an age thing. So Now, you, uh, so you came out to L.A. Did you know anyone coming out to L.A.? Yes, I did. A lot of my friends from college and friends from New York had already come out to L.A. Oh, so okay. Transition was pretty... Because I was going to say, describe your experience, because when I came out to L.A., I knew no one. I drove out here in a 1991... Ford Escort station wagon just started living in a youth hostel. Wow. Oh, really? Yeah. And just was like, hey, I'm going to pursue comedy. Good for you. Well, yeah, yeah, thanks. I'm trying to impress you guys. You could be a starving actress, too. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm I'm really awful at acting, to be honest. Um, So the the title is Starving Actresses. What... Has there been anything, What what's like the craziest or, you know, kind of off the wall thing that you've done to either get yourself through kind of lean times as a starving actress or to kind of get a role? Like, what did you think you, I, <laughs> I'm just trying to read your body language here. What, is there anything that you were like, oh my God, I can't believe I have to do this to get that role. Have you ever been in, put in that position? Well, I think um, if. Uh, Sean, Sean is rolling her eyes to, trying to scan through. What did I do? I blocked it out. No. <laughs> we don't talk about that. No, I, th- truly the title Starving Actresses came um, to me because it, I've seen so many of my close friends and you see all of the actresses in the tabloids um, having to sort of go along with this image that not necessarily everyone's meant to do and, and they're compromising their health and they're Now what do you mean exactly by image? Like a standard of beauty? Uh, a- Absolutely. I mean um, I think every girl going into this is told to lose weight or change something about themselves and um, whether it's a small thing or a big thing and, and, I, and I see close friends compromising their health and and people, you know, really just doing everything. So the, the serving actress is like sort of just a double entendre of um, but but wanting to um, show women, uh, make everyone feel sexy, show them that they they don't have to compromise themselves to be beautiful and gorgeous. So you're not going to you're not going to make anyone compromise themselves to be in this uh, calendar. No, no, no. Um, what about what if I tried to put Logan in the calendar? <laughs> what, what would, Logan... would you like to be in the wild thing? Too, Logan? <laughs> oh, yeah. well, Are you yeah. any plans to release a uh, a guy calendar like a, a kind of Chippendale oh, star? There was definitely talks of it. Yes, yes. yes. Well, because I know star- they have a starving a starving students moving thing. They do, which That's is. Right. Dude, you guys could have a Harry and the way. Henderson scene and have Sean pose. <laughs> hey, thanks, Logan. Really, really appreciate that shout. You're out. a good friend, Logan. <laughs> well, you guys, you guys are both naturally beautiful. I, uh, for you guys at home to try to get an idea, Catherine kind of reminds me of Jennifer Love Hewitt. Do you get that a lot? No, but thank you. Okay. And Sean, uh, kind of like a Halle Berry. 
light skin, curly hair, but um, very attractive. Thank you. So, what are you, Catherine? You, I know you're kind of putting together the calendar. Are you also going to be in it? I am. I'm. I'm actually doing the uh, the famous Phoebe Cates um, fast fast times. Original oh, you're Saturday. doing that scene. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, that, Sorry, I kind of stepped on that earlier, but she yeah. actually resembles Phoebe Cates. I think a little bit. Oh wow, definitely. She's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> So now, what did you do? You just set up at a pool, got the got the costume, got the lighting, hung out with the guy for ten hours. Actually, a friend's um, <laughs> actually a friend's backyard completely resembled um, one of the shots exactly. Well, yeah, because it's movie. it's in the valley, so that kind of makes sense. <laughs> now, Sean, what what was your scene for the calendar? I actually did the Bo Derek from Ten. Oh, okay, all right, nice. I had my hair braided in corn cornrows like she had. It she went through beads. pain for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It actually turned out really sorry. Actually turned out really well, and we actually found a suit that looks. Cat found a suit amazingly that looks exactly like the it's one she gorgeous. wore. That's yeah. great. I remember my one photo shoot. I walked in to get my headshots, and it was just it was it was totally stereotypical. Exactly what you would think. The guy actually had a giant fan going, techno oh, music. No. He shakes my hand and he looks me dead in the. Before even introducing my, himself, he goes, uh, don't worry about that acne. We can uh, touch that up later. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what happened to my confidence? I hope that guy goes out of business. Oh, See, yeah. it's men like that that objectify women and make them feel bad about themselves. They don't exactly. need that. Now, you guys are, you guys are actresses. Do you do any, any sort of improv? Um, I have. It's interesting you should bring that up, Sean. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, because as part of, I'm a member of an acting studio here, a prominent acting studio, and in the fall, we are going to be starting up an all-women's um, improv troupe. There was one show about uh, a few weeks ago, and but it's just to kick it off, and then in the future, it's going to be all-girls ongoing, um, and we're going to be doing, like... Um, marketing going around and to other different improvs but it's still kind of in the works and the name of it is <laughs> dim girls got balls nice, nice. <laughs> i like that so you're if you're an actress you're starving and then the improv is dim girls got balls very very pro- well i thought i thought this would be kind of fun um logan logan's a single gentleman i was thinking it'd be kind of fun if um is he gonna sell you out <laughs> no 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 i just thought Some it'd be kind of fun to improv a first date would you guys like to do that improv a first date you and uh logan and sean you guys sit down at a uh, pretend like you sit down at a restaurant this is a blind date you guys are hanging out for the first time all right logan logan you start the scene This place is great. It's Asian, apparently. <laughs> yes, I guess it's um, Pan Asian, or I can't really tell. I don't. I can't read the writing. Oh, our sushi's here. Thank you. Oh, so it's Japanese. It's Japanese then. Oh, okay. Yes, I love sushi. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you got octopus. Oh. That's interesting. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I'm very adventurous. Come on, Logan. Compliment. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> I like that you're adventurous. Oh, yes. Uh, are we going to be getting sake? Because I need to get... I just, you know, would like some sake. Oh, yeah, yeah. Can we get some sake? Uh... <laughs> uh, sure, sir. I'll be right back. <laughs> All right. It's a very American it's a nice young Japanese yeah. I don't do I don't do many characters. <laughs> so, Logan, have you ever been on a blind date before? Never, actually. Neither have I. I was kind of nervous, but I'm liking the way this is turning out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Logan, come on. Ask her, ask her some questions about herself. Uh, all right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow, man, it's 
Was the Asian music throwing you off? <laughs> no, the, it's the like little guardian angel <laughs> saying, tell Happy him what endings. to do. All right, sorry. So, sorry, uh, I'll, I'll back off. What, uh, so what do you do? Um, I work in the valley. Oh, you work in the valley? Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds like a fun job. Yeah. <laughs> it is. Yeah. It takes up a lot of my time, but I enjoy my work. Okay, we're going to have to fast forward here. <laughs> All right, you guys, end of the evening, you've left the restaurant. Logan, you're dropping her off. At her door. All right. And action. <laughs> well, I had a great time tonight. Oh, yeah. It was cool. <laughs> Thank you for buying dinner. That was great. Yeah, you know, that was um, not something that I'm used to, but um, you said, you know, leaving your wallet at home. I mean, no one likes to do that. I mean, I'm sure, you know. Yeah, I was, ca- I was kind of embarrassed when I found it. It was in my other pocket. Yeah, and then you late. still had me pay, but um, that's that's okay, too. I mean, you know. It's fine. You can just send me a check in the mail. What? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Well, the the date didn't go that well, but this interview certainly did. I want to thank um, (laughs) Catherine uh, Mangan for coming in and Sean Serino. Thank you guys very much. Thank you, guys. Thanks, guys. Um, Yeah, make sure you check out their website that's coming out, starvingactresses.com. Any other information you'd like to give out? Um, I would love to tell everyone, yeah, starvingactresses.com, and also check out our photographer's website, uh, masonfoster.com, and um, please check out the Downtown Women's Center. Um, they are always looking for volunteers, and thanks for having us, Sean. Okay, thank you for coming in. Thank you thanks. for listening to The Green Room every Thursday, latalkradio.com. Thursdays, 8 o'clock. I want to thank Logan and uh, you, you for tuning in. Take care. <laughs> Have a good one. Thanks for listening to The Green Room. Don't forget to subscribe to The Green Room on iTunes. And make sure to check out LegalZoom.com for all of your self-help legal needs. Referral code GREEN for The Green Room discount.